It puts the lotion on. <laughs> Well, John, we are in, uh, I don't know what week this is of weird COVID lockdown. I am working from home full-time now, and I am in the uh, the makeshift homestead studio. Hey, that's my new name for it, the makeshift homestead studio. <laughs> it's the uh, satellite. No, it's it, we've expanded the, the studio, and we have three locations. <laughs> that's true. <Yeah. laughs> we, we franchised. Yeah. Uh, this is the spin uh, on it. This is this room could serve as a, a foley stage for things where you need lots of echo in the background. <laughs> <laughs> you could sing a song, right? Let's get some of that reverb going. This, the, yeah. So this room is basically nothing on the walls at this point, and there's not even any window treatments. It's just like bare, you know, hard windows, which is why it's. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how echoey this sounds. But so behind me, I just like I hung up a blanket thinking that might help a little bit but i can't tell a difference so i don't know we'll just have to see but anyway are you guys going crazy I, yet all the things i tried to do you would you would still complain about my equiness so i don't think it's going to work no yours <laughs> sounds better i don't know what you did but it, it was pretty good well when i have your- a i do have a rug in my office now because when we first started i did but then i had to get rid of it and so that cut back on some of it and my the doors that are facing me, I've opened up completely. So hopefully that's preventing some of the sound from coming back, but there's still sound coming back for me from behind. So not perfect, but better. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's been, uh, yeah, we're, or, I don't know. We're, we're doing things to try to not go nuts. Um, I may or may not be attending a, um, a, an illicit driveway happy hour later today. Um, of course, right. which we, we at which you know social distancing will be maintained. So don't don't get your panties in a bunch about it. She can't have a yeah. container in a vehicle. I didn't say in a vehicle. I said in a driveway. In a driveway, not in a drive. I don't know oh. what you thought I said. I just said drive. drive. Sitting in sitting in someone's wow. driveway. <laughs> no, no <Okay>. drive by. <laughs> that's a that's a different that's a different thing. <laughs> drive bys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Hey, whatever it takes, right? But it's getting tough though, because I feel like I'm, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not, I'm not dealing so well with this. I'm, you know, I'm also, I mean, I think I've worked for about thirty minutes a day, and the rest of the time I've been a teacher, and a, I feel like a babysitter half the time, or like a, a conflict resolution specialist for children. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so well, I'm uh, fortunate yeah. that my wife is pretty much handling all that, but on the occasion. You know, they'd like to test her and I have to go in there and bark and, you know, reset. But other than that, it's been, it's been, hasn't been too bad. Yeah. Although my daughter's schoolwork is crazy insane. She was up until freaking nine o'clock for two nights in a row trying to get all her schoolwork done. Wow. Now, see, the problem I have, of course, my kids are younger, um, but they finished their schoolwork in like 30 minutes. And so I have well, to come, I have to come up with all these, you know, additional ways for them to, um, keep doing some kind of learning activity, you know, because also we have to work my wife and I both have to work. So we, they have to be, I don't want them sitting on Minecraft all day. Right. <laughs> and, and just, or YouTube. Um, so I have to just, you have to give them more work. Well, our school has then the entire curriculum involves activities. So there's like these apps that they have to run and, you know, they do some activities, some exercises and stuff. And then we have some extra stuff that we do in the house too. But my daughter's school load is pretty heavy. Even though she's got different days for different classes, they've been loading them up. And um, yeah. even last week or this week, the because the t- she's in accelerated math, her teacher actually apologized because she gave overloaded them last week. But even then, she missed some assignments. There were some technical difficulties, so she had to make up all that work and then continue to get all her work done, which meant she was working till, till late. I felt really bad for her. Mm. Yeah. She's young. She can handle it. Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> still yeah well you know the schools and teachers they're, they're they're trying to figure out how to strike a balance it's it's hard to tell when you're when your students are not you don't get to observe them and talk to them you know it's uh, oh that happened today too so they had their first zoom meeting today her math class and my daughter came in laughing saying it was a waste of time that yeah. she the teacher had to mute everyone because there's a bunch of kids who were goofing off they were drawing on the because they have ipads and they're doing the zoom and you can annotate on the screen so they're drawing on the screen 
And uh, and then one of the kids was just munching loudly chips into the microphone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, these are all things that th- this is good training for them for when they become adults and have to do this remote work like we're doing right now. So one of my kids had, he had a Zoom. He's, he's in first grade. He had a Zoom. There's like a third Zoom call today. Um, and I should have bought some of that Zoom stock. I know. Oh God, tell me about it. <laughs> and my other kid um, was acting up. And so I was having to get onto him. And then I realized, oh crap, like everyone can hear me totally like <laughs> reprimanding my child. I don't think I cussed or anything, but I did. I probably sounded a little stern. <laughs> it puts the lotion on. <laughs> or it gets the hose. <laughs> okay. Time code. <laughs> anyway. Well, let's. Uh, do we have any any uh, tech stuff to talk about? Any SaaS? There's, there's not much on the news front. I mean, we have. Uh, the, so we didn't record last week, did we? We I did. Think we did. Oh, we yeah. did. But it was early yeah. in the week, so there was some news. Yeah. Not big news. Just uh, one of them was Benioff pledging no significant layoffs, and so people were reading into the term "significant." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> I'm not going to significantly cheat on you, honey. Yeah. <laughs> So hopefully no layoffs because for, and for ninety days. I mean, well, let's just before we leave that. I mean, uh, it's you know, I guess I think Salesforce they've they've tried to do the good thing in terms of like, well, let's let's not make any rash decisions and let's let's hold off as long as we can. And they're even like think paying like hourly people even though they're not working, which I actually don't think is necessarily the right thing to do. But but good intentions is what it sounds like. Um, but I mean, this you know, Salesforce cannot escape uh, economic realities just like you know any other business can't and. That's why they I'm said, all, you know, I'm all for them paying for their hourly employees because it wasn't going to transition away from the story. I was going to okay. merge it with this other story that we've gotten this week. And that is the the payout that Benioff and the executives got. So Benioff is oh God, continuing to receive this. his 2.3 million uh, bonus. This this uh, it's going to be paid out on the 15th. Well, uh, wait a minute. So, is this an what? How? What's the frequency of this bonus? Because two million. I mean, he sells a million dollars of stock a, a, per day, John, for the most yeah. part. Well, according so, to this article, he, last year he got a bonus around September that was seven hundred seventy-five thousand. That's nothing. That's that's nothing. He makes that in a. That's like two hours of work for him. I'm just saying. <laughs> it, doesn't, uh, it doesn't look good if you're if you're laying off people and and you know not paying people mm-hmm. and still receiving executive level bonuses. So, so you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not one to give Mark Benioff many passes, but uh, that does not bother me at all. I mean, it's it's just it's it's a drop in the bucket compared to his action. And this is pre-planned compensation. I mean, that was, that's all pre-approved stuff, you know, and it's, and again, he's, it's not like he, I don't think he, again, that, that's not a big, I mean, if he, if he got a bonus, there's a couple of million dollars. I mean, again, he, he sells that much in stock in a day or two. So that that's, and it's not going to change Salesforce. I mean, they're a, you know, what is it? $20, $30 billion company mm-hmm. in revenue per year. I mean, it's, it's not going to affect anyone whatsoever i mean you could take that money and instead spread it across all their fifty thousand employees and what's that like two dollars a person or something i mean it's just it's not going to affect anything so it doesn't that doesn't bother me at all personally uh what does bother me is benioff recruiting benioff the billionaire recruiting other billionaires to tell you oh don't worry slave it's going to be okay it's don't worry uh things are gonna be fine <laughs> did you, you see that it's, it's mark cuban he's getting uh did you get the email uh, I, I saw Mark Cuban and I, I didn't really look into it. I like Mark Cuban actually, but I, I, I don't, right, here we go. I don't stories like, of I don't resilience, like politics for some reason. I like him when he talks business. I don't like it when he yeah. talks politics. So, so, so this, the thing it says stories of resilience, a conversation with Mark Cuban. Um, of course, uh, here we go. It's your favorite. Today's uncertain landscape <laughs> leaves <laughs> businesses certain times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, looking for tools, advice, and inspiration. Really? This is looking people looking for tools? Tools. No, they're not. Um, you may you may know Mark Cuban as the Dallas Mavericks, blah, 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 blah. He's, uh, let's see. Anyway, get inspired through these stories of resilience. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's, uh, oh, it's, it's, some, it's, it's him. something, right? I mean, it's. And someone named Marie Rosen, or Rose Rosecrans, uh, who, who is, she's the SVP of SMB. Marketing. She has a lot of uh, initials in her title. A lot of acronyms. Yeah, acronyms. What are they? Um, anyway. Anyways, I mean, that's all the rest of the news. Benioff gets a bonus. Uh, it looks like Salesforce is going to do right by their employees and 
you know, make sure they're still getting paid. So I, th- I think, I don't think there's any complaints there. No, I mean, but also, I mean, again, I, it's, 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 uh, as, as much as I think that's, it's, I guess they're, I, I think it's coming from a good place, I guess, or whatever. And, and Benioff always tries to do these things, get out in front of stuff. But I mean, it's, it's kind of just lip service though, because uh, this is not, no one's going to escape this. I mean, except for the, you know, these industries that, and, and Salesforce may be in one, the industries that actually do, do better from this. So let's talk, for example, about how Microsoft is seeing like a 800, 900% surge in cloud demand. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned Zoom, right? I wish, wish you would have bought stock in Zoom. That's another example. And there's, right. what about Amazon and, or any of these home, uh, home grocery delivery? And there's like so many of these different industries, which this is an absolute boost for. Huge. Right. Um, and maybe Salesforce benefits from that. So maybe, you know, people, uh, I don't really, I, don't well, I think know. it benefits it, I think them it's in a way that if you have Salesforce already, then you're going to use it to its full extent because it's, it's online. Someone can go home from their home computer and still work. Um, I'm work. I've my, I've, oh, I don't want to say too much. I've <laughs> helped family members who, who had to set up a home computer and set it up with VPN and log into the work machine and tunnel through and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, if they were using Salesforce, they just log in and continue to do their work. They, they wouldn't have to do all that stuff. Yeah. But, but having said that, it's not easy to install or get started up. So someone's not going to be, oh, I don't have this tool. I'm going to sign up with Salesforce and start using it. I mean, maybe if they have very simple needs and they can get away with, what is it called? Essentials. Um, but yeah, they're not going to implement health cloud or anything like that. No, I mean, Salesforce's bread and butter these days are these six, seven, eight figure deals, right? Where organizations are, you know, embarking on significant digital transformation uh initiatives and but i that's yeah. the kind of stuff john that people are going to be like yeah maybe we don't need to do that this year right well maybe and that's uh, that's what's uh, going to hurt Salesforce. oh and by the way don't forget salesforce isn't gonna be able to buy computers from china for their data centers so that's that's that was their big that was their official se uh warning to the uh to the is it sec yeah sorry that's fine that's, i mean I, I think we're way too dependent on on foreign markets um i, I think we need to diversify a lot more than I mean, we buy way too much from China. That's just a personal opinion. <laughs> well, but, it's it's a national security poor strategy to not do anything domestically, right? Yeah, I'm not saying we need to do it all domestically because I think there is some some efficiencies that can be ga- gained and participating in a global economy is good for everyone. I just think we should diversify and make sure that we're, we're not sending it all to just one country. Yep. Um, but going back to what you were saying is it, people might now might not be buying Salesforce, but I think... I think in the long run, it would still benefit them. The The eye-opening thing of what if this happens again, or we need to prepare for this type of thing. It's now going to become part of everyone's business plan um, strategy of, okay, when, when the S hits the fan, we need to have a solution for this. And I think tools like Zoom and Salesforce and everything else that's cloud-based is going to get a boost in the next, maybe not this year, but certainly next year as budgets yeah. come out and people try to figure out what they're going to do to mitigate this type of risk in the future. Or maybe another way of looking at it, at least I think for Salesforce is, is for existing Salesforce customers, they're, they're probably going to be, you know, trying to extract more value from their existing in, in, uh, investment in Salesforce. What's going to hurt Salesforce is the, is the delays and cancellations of, of deals that were in the pipeline. You know? That's going to hurt. Um, yep. I think one thing I've seen uh, in, from I guess anecdotally is that more people are using the the tools in Salesforce. In fact, I'm getting far more bug reports now than I had before because it seems like they're actually having to use it now. Oh well, then so well, then this this email was right. It talked about people in these uncertain times. People are looking for tools, tools. <laughs> Possibly, I think because the, those kind of hallway conversations or walking up to your boss or handing a piece of paper or or you know just having that conversation about something isn't there anymore. So you're relying on the tool more and you're using parts of the tool that you probably didn't use before because you didn't have to. But now that it's remote and everyone's trying to coordinate, you know, without that kind of first face-to-face interaction that, that, you know, these tools are getting used more. They have yep. them and they're using them more than they were before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, again, it's, it's how do we, I mean, we've, we've had the same, you know, kind of strategic level discussions at, in my company, just how do we, you know, do, we've got things we've invested in people, we've invested in tools, we've invested in relationships. How do we, how, can we, 
you know, inject more value, extract more value, enhance those those relationships and those investments in a way that doesn't, you know, I guess doesn't require a lot of a you know net additional investment. How do you do? But you know, it's like the whole how do you do more with less? That's what we want to try to do. How do we do more with less? Yeah, I, and I unfortunately, that's that's I mean, a that's a <laughs> that's a I recipe think, for economic contraction. <laughs> but I I don't know. See, I think it's really going to explode on us. I think. I think there's this year's going to suck and I think bubbles are going to shrink which is a good thing but I also think that demand for online cloud-based tools is going to just exponentially grow in the next few years. I think A because the companies are going to see that they need this type of solution and B I think I think they're going to realize that they can do certain functions remotely just fine. Uh, in which case they might not need to spend the capital on a building and a bunch of seats and everything else that comes with that. And they might be yeah. able to, to offer more remote opportunities. Yep. So that's going to hurt, you know, of course, uh, that'll hurt office uh, real estate prices. And people probably are not going to be traveling as much because they realize that, hey, we, I mean, um, my partner just last week, I think she was, uh, we, we, heard, we were on a call. She's like, oh my gosh, I just realized that Zoom, you can have breakout rooms. She's like, she's like, do you understand how we you know how this allows us to do more remotely? Like, you know, our discovery sessions and things that we normally would have like break, you know, <laughs> physical breakout rooms like Zoom does that. You know, you can do all these things. It's like, yes, people are learning that, you know, you don't, I mean, again, sure. get. Uh, we, we've had that discussion so many times. Everyone has about, now there's no substitute for in-person. Okay, true. But at, at what cost? And and can we and what and you know can we can we get by with with doing things remotely especially with with as good as some of these tools are now do we have to have as much office space do we have to do we have to spend so much money on flights and travel and pollute the environment you know supposedly and all that and put a bunch of carbon in the air i mean or, or you know can we just have some zoom sessions that are yeah. almost as good and and worth the small price you pay you know, to, to, to avoid all this unnecessary physical movement of things everywhere. Oh, it's definitely a cost savings. You can put that budget into something else. I mean, it costs almost a thousand dollars just to fly someone out somewhere to, to have a face to face for a week. Yep. And then you also have to, you know, pay for a tree to be planted, um, as your carbon offset. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. I'm curious to see what the numbers are like. And I know there's already studies being done about how all of this has impacted kind of the environment. Well, not impacted the environment, but Lessen the environment. Well, well John, we're gonna we're gonna find out immediately, almost immediately. Oh, we should, right? The, shouldn't the shouldn't the Earth start cooling immediately after? I mean, because we, I mean, I'm serious. Carbon, so at least in the United States, I know we've we've already been. I mean, our our absolute carbon levels have actually been dropping the past few years. But I mean, we're gonna have a massive drop off nowadays. Just a, I mean, beyond people's wildest, you know, ec, uh, environmental wet dreams, uh, and we should see temperature drop, right? Uh, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> what, but John, am, but am, you have a you have curious. a podcast, so you should pretend like you're a scientist. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> no, but I am curious about it. I'm curious to see what those numbers are like. Um, I, I mean, I, we we've all it's 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 one of those things that you can't really test very well. You can you can you say can. No, you can. run all these models and say, oh, if we just stop driving every day to work, or if we carpooled more to work, it would reduce carbon emissions by X number. We've never really been able to physically test no, it can. on a large scale, but here it, we are rem- doing that. It reminds me of like of, of macroeconomics. Like you can't you can't do experiments. You, <laughs> yeah, you know if you if you cut taxes in a in a large country and you know and revenue actually goes up, was was the tax cut the cost? Well, I don't know. We don't get to do those experiments very often. And and any statistician would tell you, well, okay, you you know you've got increased carbon output and over the past you know 20 years your you know temperatures have gone up you know so many percentages of a degree or something like are, can you so given your sample size of one planet d- what does that tell us and a statistician will tell you that tells you absolutely nothing <laughs> right <laughs> you you can't do anything with that data it's almost meaningless from a statistical significance perspective so it's tough uh, i'm that's one of my biggest pet peeves is like the it's like causality um fallacies yeah, my, uh, I very much annoy my wife <laughs> with <laughs> with that, <laughs> but that's okay. That's I don't know. Uh, let's see what else. Um, speaking of release Salesforce, are, or sorry, releases are getting pushed out. Oh yeah, that was interesting. Um, <laughs> people were skeptical that it was um, that was because of the 
COVID thing. So I'm just like, oh God, thank God. We, <laughs> we, we weren't going to have a hard time hitting those dates anyway, but. Unless you're I, waiting for something in that release, like you need. Well, and well, one thing was funny. I, here's what Salesforce should have said. Listen, we're going to push this off a month because people aren't coming into work. And like, it's just, this has just been difficult. It's difficult. It's difficult on you. And it's been difficult on us too, which is why we're just going to push this out a week. No, what they said was our customers have been begging us to minimize their technology uh, disruption. So we're pushing this out a month. I'm like, uh. so, so what are you saying that you're, that your forced upgrade model that we, that I've kind of been skeptical about forever is, is that is, it is actually disruptive and costly. <laughs> It, it it doesn't support their message of oh it's just so easy you just automatically get upgrades and you don't have to do anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> but Except for those of us whatever. who have to test the crap out of everything exactly and broken exactly <clears throat> those of us um, who aren't in the you know the the point and clicky tools but even then those can break because those are getting more complicated so it's we're there's more likely to see issues on that end too sure oh absolutely I mean it's just abstraction I mean there's there's all code it's just yeah how much do you have it buried under crappy clicky UIs. Hey, um, I like so clicky UIs. There. I know you do. I know you do. That's okay. <laughs> um, Salesforce got uh, kicked off some uh, uh, analysts' like best ideas list, and the oh, reason yeah, was um, potential customers will show caution about. This is what I was just talking about. Potential customers will show caution about taking on big software commitments due to this pandemic. Uh, their quote is: "Our checks with industry sources." point to a pause in digital transformation initiatives such as enterprise customer relationship management as companies delay spending decisions in an uncertain economic environment. This is a, this is a bummer too, because I mean, you know, like, you know, I have a consulting company and we, we depend on people embarking on these, uh, you know, big projects and those are probably going to slow down. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. While spending delays will affect application software generally, vendors whose value propositions are primarily oriented to revenue generations could be relatively more at risk. Well, that's interesting. Doesn't everyone isn't everyone concerned about keeping and growing revenue? I mean, and doesn't isn't Salesforce a tool that supposedly helps you with that? Salesforce isn't about it, revenue, is it? Salesforce helps you sell shit to people. Right, yeah. that's the goal. But they don't. They and don't so get, they don't get like a percentage based on how much revenue. You no, get. no, no. But follow, follow my logic here. So, a lot, m- lots of companies right now are very concerned about their ability to maintain and grow and or grow revenue. Well, if you want to maintain or grow your revenue, then again, back to the tools. You need the tools to do it. And Salesforce is supposedly a tool that helps you sell more. So, if you're concerned about not selling enough, wouldn't you double down on your investment in Salesforce or consider an investment in? Salesforce. I think these are just it, it seems counterintuitive just to say busy work. I, honestly, I think it's busy work. I think these analysts mm-hmm. are applying the same rules that they do, you know, last year around this time. But the reality is, we're in a this is a unique situation, and we can't apply those same rules. We can't apply those those anal, those anal, analytics to this. We can't say that because they're not going to be able to grow the revenue, they should go down. Everything is on pause. It's not. It's well, I don't know. Everything's we not on we pause. We can't make right? these. I mean, these wild statements about how we just can't operate the economy the same way we were. We can't look at it the same way anymore. No. I'm just saying if you're someone who uses or, you know, sells and markets in order to get revenue, then maybe you need to sell and market harder and you need tools for that. So I'm just saying in some ways, if depending on how you think about it, this could, this could back to, you know, if this is good for some companies and segments, this could be good for Salesforce in a way. I don't yeah. know. We'll have, we'll have to see. I mean, obviously, you know, they're a public company, so we'll find out soon enough. Yeah. I think they'll be fine. They've got well, the, they got that deferred revenue bucket. Other so other than closing all the that's true. That that is that's the piggy bank, right? That we've always talked about. They can <laughs> kind of do whatever they want with. I mean, they're 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 quasi real numbers. Um, it's just that uh, how you know they have some discretion on when they move it from one bucket to the next bucket in the process. And so maybe they start using that discretion now. Um, Apple. So they've closed all their stores, right? For, I don't know, indefinitely. Mm-hmm. But how else, how else is this affecting Apple in your, from your view? I don't think any, any, in any way right now, but I think coming up soon it will. Cause I mean, 
this is kind of the off season for them before they start announcing the new phones. And um, we'll see. That's true. I don't think there's going to be much of an appetite for a brand new phone this year with people struggling to, mm. to figure out how they're going to catch up on everything. And that'll be tough because it, Apple know. is def, Apple is definitely one of those luxury brands and it, it's nice. They get to charge, you know, a lot of money for their luxury products, but they're the first to get cut when it comes to times like these. Yeah. So they're, let's see, Apple's, let me look at their, so they've dropped from stock from 300 down to about 240. That's a pretty big drop. I'm, this is I'm not Apple's one of the, Apple's stock, one of the few companies that I have a significant position in. Um, so, but I don't. Yeah, but I, have you looked at your four hundred one? Have you, your your investment accounts at all? I've got a lot of them that I need to consolidate. They're everywhere. I mean, I'm just saying. Have you just sitting in cash? I I need to do something with them. I, my my question is: In the past month, have you actually gone and looked at their balances? No, that'd be yeah, insane. I neither. I, uh, I I literally I I actually have not once looked at it because I was like I don't I mean I'm a long term investor anyway like I don't I don't trade I don't do any of that kind of crap yeah I invest I mean, for the long for, term and for those type of, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I know what I'm talking about but I just think this is one of those times where you let things coast I'm not worried about stocks because they're gonna go down because of the times we're in but I think certain companies will be just fine I mean Apple's got tons of money in the bank and they'll they'll coast through and their stock will come back up companies you have to worry about are probably um who's having a hard time right now disney's having a hard time right now uh entertainment industry's having a hard time right now people can't go and consume entertainment even though disney launched their uh streaming service they can't make new content they, they have to coast what they have it, yeah. right now did you guys watch the the movie they released was that a week or two ago that you know direct to digital instead of theater um, onward, right? Is that what it was? Yeah, I haven't. It, we, I haven't. Hmm. We saw it yeah. available, but we haven't. Oh yeah, we haven't either. But it's we meant to. I don't know why. It's, it's weird we haven't gotten around to it. It's not like we have anything else to do around here. I know. So, but we have, we literally have not gotten into it yet. So I don't know. I think I'm more. I'm waiting for. Well, it might be out already. I'm waiting for the Sonic movie to come out. I don't want to. Oh. See. It. Speaking of Apple, John, um, and and the appetite for iPhone, um, you know, the rumor has been that Apple is going to be is going to release a a cheaper iPhone. And to and if this was already in the works, which it probably was, that's boy, that's that's fortuitous timing, isn't it? Is that the right word? It is, but it's still spending money. I, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people buy iPhones, even though they probably have no business buying iPhones. <laughs> um, or even smartphones in general. I wouldn't even restrict it to iPhones. I mean, all smartphones are pretty expensive. And I think people buy them even though they shouldn't be buying them. And I think this is one of those years where they'll probably just stick with what they have and wait till next year when things are a little yeah. bit better. Yeah, I mean. Regardless of the I'm, price. I'm, I'm already on that uh, upgrade plan, so I'll, I'll take my new $1,500 oh, phone every year. Oh, that's right. That's how they're going <laughs> to weather it, is, is, is those guys. It, that's auto, that's auto that's auto Apple's increase. that's Apple's version of three year non cancelable contract Salesforce yeah, style. <laughs> that's right. It's their deferred revenue. It is. Oh, um, also speaking of Apple, did you see that they are going to? Um, they're starting to bypass that requirement of um, any subscription revenue or purchases that, and I, you know, going through that thirty percent cut they take. So it was, uh, what is it, Amazon Prime Video was the big announcement. I think Netflix too. So now you can, you can, I guess, I don't know if it's, you can, I guess you can rent stuff or whatever, or through the, through your, you know, your iPhone Prime Video app and Apple's not going to take their cut. That's good. Like, cause uh, you can't even buy anything from the Amazon app because it has to go through, if you were to do that, it would have to go through their uh, checkout process, Apple's checkout process, which means right. they would take their 30% cut. And they've, they've had some famous apps just leave the app store completely because of that. I think, um, what's the big comic? Is it Comixology? Um, I think, didn't they leave like years ago or they just never, they never went to App Store because of that cut? They just can't afford it. It's, I mean, no, they, you cut they 30. were on it. I, I remember having it for a while. I, there was, was some comic book store that, too. Jeez. Oh, well, yeah, probably. I, sp- I spent too much money on comics. That was, that was bad. That was bad, John. I can I can say that it with a with a honest heart that I've not, I've never spent a red cent on comics. Really, not not my thing. Hmm. That's I, like I, I really love the artwork. The stories, you know, they're they are what they are. But I, I really love the artwork. Hey, did you see that Apple bought uh, Dark Sky? 
the um, the, the kind of famous weather app. Oh, cool! Because that's the one I use. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> they're shutting it down. So oh. there you go. What do you yep. mean? <laughs> I'm sorry. You didn't read it. How do you not? How do you not see this? Dark. Let's oh. see. Dark sky. I'm avoiding the news right now. I think they're yeah. If you go to the website, I think I think they say that you know we're closing it down. I mean, ideally, it would surface as a as an as an Apple product or like you know the weather app gets a lot better. Yeah, I I just liked this app much better. I liked the look of it. I liked the the crowdsourcing of it. I think was this one that had cameras too of local area no, I cameras. Know. I don't I'm remember. Not sure, maybe not. That might have been another one. Weather well, underground. Weather, weather underground. Yeah, yeah. So they they um all these nerds that have weather stations at their house. Yeah, <laughs> they they let you tie into that. Yeah. Anyway, what's well, we have, uh, um, what's John? What's the update on um? Are, are we going to do like a happy hour or, or this trivia thing? Well, I think we should try. Uh, I know. I mean, we just, we've been saying it for like a month or like well, a couple it, weeks at least. I, th- I feel like I have good excuses. My life is kind of in turmoil right now. <laughs> it's hard for me to plan. Other well, if you don't want to do it, then we just, let's just not do it. I just don't want to keep putting it out there. And if we're not, we don't want to do it. If, if we it, can't it, do it. It takes a lot of coordinating because we were talking about coordinating a time. We were talking about coordinating a bunch of questions and hosting duties and apps to try to make it work. It's a lot of work. I mean, I'm now that does sound like all a for supporting someone who wants to take on the mantle and, and, and do this. I'm, you know, let me know what you need and I'll do my best to try to help. But I don't think I have the capacity to coordinate it. Well, there's some people that have been nominating people to do that. I don't know if they, I don't know if they, <laughs> they're accepting those nominations or not, but I, well, until we okay, so that that's for the um, that's for the trivia thing. But let's mm-hmm. let's just do let's pick a time and do, do a Zoom and we get together and everyone we'll do a happy hour. Okay, let's do that. And that's easy, right? You just or it, would it be Zoom or um, I guess Zoom works so much better than Google Hangouts. So let's just let's try Zoom. Well, I was thinking Skype. What? The Zoom, that's, you have to have an account, and you have that's to. So, have... 2015 of you, John? No, you the, don't. You don't, don't have you? to be signed in. I I could host it. I mean, I have an account, like a paid account. If that's what you mean. I could host it. Okay. Yeah, and you just need the room number. You just get in. You don't even have to have an account. Let's try that. When? Yeah, I mean, Zoom Zoom came in like a few years ago, and just first of all, their stuff worked better. It worked cross platform better, um, and it's got. It's got all the thing. There's all these like little features that once you start using these conference software that you realize you need. And it's just, it's got like all of them and it just works really well. And the experience, like that startup experience, it, it just, they just beat the pants off of everyone else. And, and it was reasonably priced and they gave it away. You can have up to 45 minute meetings for free that they've always had that. Yeah. So, well, let's do that. Let's pick it. a day and time then. Let's do, okay. So let's, um, let's socialize this as we like to say. Uh, in MBA school, um, to the social. to the Slack in Slack, right? And then we'll we'll because you know people are all over the place, so we'll have to find a time that works for everyone. I mean, I'm guessing it's going to be since we since the bulk of our community is is in the kind of Western Hemisphere. I'm guessing we'll we'll do something that's in the afternoon uh, for for this parts of the world, but I don't know. We'll see. Okay, let's work out a time and yeah. we'll do that. Okay. Uh, we do have a community topic, and speaking of trivia, I put together some questions because I thought we'd see if this trivia thing is going to be any fun. Okay. Um, so I put together some questions for you. Unfortunately, I don't, I don't have the ability yet to play our um, our, our game show tr- quiz music, but that's okay. We don't need it. We could layer it in or something. <laughs> I, I could. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that in post. So you'll yeah, you'll be. You can't that. do. You can't do the that <laughs> one. You have to find a new one. I do. Yeah, remember oh, that's fine. We okay. said we wouldn't yeah. use that other one anymore. I don't remember that, but okay. Yeah. I think it was like the who wants to be a millionaire. Is that yeah, what it called? The or make a millionaire? Yeah. Is that what it's okay? Yeah. That's the one we can't use. If okay. you have another one, then that's fine. Uh, so this one's from the community. We actually just got it now as we're recording. So that's pretty cool. Oh, wow. This just in. Yeah, just in. Hot off the press. Let's see. Feel free to use my name so we can use the name. Uh, this is from Scott Covert. Oh, I like he Scott says, Covert because uh, he, he brings beer. He brought me beer. <laughs> he did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says, first off, thanks so much for the hours of infotainment you both have provided me over the past few years with this podcast and its subsequent army slash community. From listening to the show, I know that you are that you both are fathers, 
So I was hoping on the next episode you could discuss what it was like to juggle your work and home lives in the early days of parenthood. I've been meaning to send this request in for a while, around nine months, I'd say. (laughs) But I never got around to it. Now that my wife has entered into the early stages of labor of our first child, I figured I'd I'd better hurry up and uh, do so before my hands are full. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of waiting. That. waiting. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Um, that's, that is definitely waiting to the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing is, uh, what's fun, one thing that's funny that you realize is uh, there's, I think this affects women more than men, but you you actually forget how difficult those early times are because they, they are extremely difficult. And I will tell you, like, no matter what you, uh, is this his first kid he said? Uh, let's see. No, was interesting. Yeah, first child. Sounded like it. Sounded like it. Um, you know, there's nothing. You prepare as much as you can. You read the books. You buy all the stuff. You get the room ready. You know, you do all these things. Uh, but there's really nothing that prepared. It still hits you in the face and knocks your ass over. And and that's fine. That's the way it's you know worked for uh, you know hundreds of thousands of years. And uh, you you know you kind of roll with it and you 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 learn on the job. There's no doubt about it. Um, and it is painful and you will be tired uh, and that will go on for some number of months. But, you know, you're a young man and you, you'll, you, you'll be you'll be fine. Uh, it, it gets better uh, as, as time goes on. Um, as far as, you know, juggling work with that. First of all, I've t- you know, take as much time off as you can at the, at the beginning because your, your wife will need it. She'll need the help. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, you just, you know, part of it is, you know, you know, your, your spouse's situation or do they, you know, do they work? Are they going to have to go back to work? If so, when, how much time do you have? Cause it really changes how much, you know, how much help you have to provide. Um, but yeah, you know, you, you figure that out, you, you kind of get in, try to get into some kind of pattern where you guys are sharing the responsibilities, uh, and then just sleep when you can, you're not going to get a lot of sleep for a while, <laughs> but get it when you can. Yeah, I, I, I don't really. I guess I really. To add I, to that. I mean, that's. I was gonna say, and I realize I don't really have any profound advice other than it, it's painful, but it's great, and and the pain will get go away over time. Yeah. It's also. I mean, it, it's tough to see past the moment too. You get so tired and you get so exhausted. It's just tough to even think or collect your thoughts. So I think. I think trying not to put so much pressure on yourself. I think when, when my daughter was born, I still had a lot of work and I was still pushing myself pretty hard. Um, and it, it really got to me. So I think, you know, realizing that you're, you can't work the same way that you did before. Um, you're just going to have to slow it down a bit. That's true. Yeah. I mean, have, have reasonable expectations of what you can get done yeah. and, you know, make sure that anyone you work with or your employer, your boss, you know, make, I mean, most people are, you know, when you have a kid, um, you know, most people are pretty understanding, understanding, right? That, you know, it's going to change some things for a while and that's fine. Yeah. So hopefully you're in that situation, Scott, where people, people understand what you're going through and expectations are set accordingly. Yeah. I mean, and, and for us, we barely left the house, so I don't know that things going to be that much different. <laughs> I mean, we were so tired and we did, you know, we didn't want to take our, our daughter anywhere just because we didn't want her risking getting sick, even if it was just the flu. So we were pretty much homebodies anyways. So yep. I don't know that, that this environment that we're in changes that in any way, because for us, especially with our first, we were really overprotective. I mean, with our second, we were, we were a little bit more relaxed about it. We still, we were still pretty obsessive, but you know, we weren't as crazy as we were with our first. Right. And that's fine. It's fine to be crazy with your first. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it's pretty normal. Yeah. Yeah. And that first one, you know, breaks your heart and dashes your dreams and everything. And, you know, so you're... Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember driving home from the hospital. I think I was going like somewhere between 40 and 50 miles an hour on the highway. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, I white-knuckled it all the way home. Wow. So got a little person there. Yep. All right, so how about on to right. some trivia? Thank you, Scott, okay. for that. Uh, oh, I just pricked my face. You pricked your face. <laughs> okay. Well, I got a little stubble going on, and I touched the oh. the pop filter. Okay. I just tugged on a hair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you had to ask, didn't you? I mean, I just I've never. I'm not sure I've ever heard that phrase before. To prick one's face. 
<laughs> well, now you have. Okay. And your life is better for it. Yep. All right. Well, I don't know if these are going to be any good without the music. That The, the music kind of sets the tone. Oh, sorry. Yeah, well, like I said, everyone's, everyone's hearing music right now, John. So go ahead. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Fix it in post. Yep. Of course. So I'm going to try to get through some of these pretty quickly because there is a lot of them. But uh, they're a mixture of different types of questions. I wanted to keep it uh, somewhat varietal. So let's start with the first one. Okay. If a giraffe has two eyes, a monkey has two eyes, and an elephant has two eyes, how many eyes do we have? Who is we? That's the question. Well, we'd have eight or ten if it's you and I plus them. Nope. Uh, what, what's the real answer, John? <laughs> it's four because it's just you and I. Oh, okay. <laughs> I knew there was some technicality in there. Yeah, it's a bit of one of those one of those brain teasers. All right. Which of the following are not considered primitive data types in Apex? String, list, integer, currency, blob, ID, S object. There's one that's not. Or, or is that multiple? There's multiple. Which of the following are not considered primitive data types? Well, list is not. S object is not. Uh, is currency a data type? I'm going to give it to you. Okay. <laughs> those, those are the three that are not data types. <laughs> okay. <laughs> currency would be a field type. S object would be an object type. And list would be a collection. Right. Yeah, and, and S object and list, I mean, presumably there's there's classes that back those you know so they're not primitive right all right true or false when defining padding in css you can use negative in, negative values false Ooh. you can use negative margin ah you even got the explanation right <laughs> <laughs> true or false freezing beer will make it stronger uh if you if you take off the frozen water portion of it that floats to the top and freezes and then remove that, uh, yes, you now have a more concentrated beer. Oh, nice. Alcoholic. Get that alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> well, that's like an ice, you know, it's an ice, you know, have you ever had an ice box? That's what it is. Yeah, so, I actually uh, have that listed okay. here. <laughs> okay. As an example, if you needed one, but I knew you didn't. I wonder if you should like pause for like a little bit just so that people playing at home can... <laughs> uh, well, that's what the pause button on their podcast players. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Pause your, pause the recording. All right. Uh, what happens when you execute the Salesforce CLI command force org display? Uh, does it open up the, the org in your browser? No. Okay. I, it describes I the current or target org and returns information such as hub ID, expiration date, org ID, instance, org name, status, username. So okay. Just the dump of the. Profile. Yeah, what's isn't it? What is it? Login or something that opens it up in the browser? I forget now. Uh, it's open. Open. Okay. Yeah. What does the acronym SAQL represent? SACL. It's uh, it's analytics query language or something like that. Yeah. If you had the Salesforce in front. Salesforce. Anal- yeah, well, <laughs> that was assumed. I'll give that SACL. Uh, what does Salesforce recommend you do to avoid SQL injection? Uh, what do they recommend you do? Well, that's a good question. There's a few different answers. I'll take any of them. Yeah. Um, what would Salesforce recommend you do? But Salesforce doesn't really have, well, I guess you use binding parameters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Correct. That's one. What are the others? For static queries, you'd want to use binding variables. And for dynamic queries, you'd want to make sure you're using escape single quotes, quotes on the input variables. Okay. You know, it's interesting that in even a dynamic SQL that it, you can bind variables, which is crazy that, that that's actually one surprise. As, as, as long as the, the variable is in the same scope as when you call the uh, run the query. Yeah. And it's one of those things. I mean, maybe they've documented that, but I remember I, I just randomly tried that thinking this is years ago, but thinking there, there's no, I needed to do that, but I'm like, there's no way, there's no way this works. I mean, this would be an unprecedented level of magic and it just worked. And I was like, yep. wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had the same reaction when I discovered that I was, I was so happy. Uh, a, because I, I don't want to have to write the code to figure out what the date time variable needs to look like or what a string variable needs to look like. I just want to pass it in. Now let me ask you this. Does the string that, that holds the query, 
does it have to be like a literal string in the same scope or can it be like a string passed in as a variable at runtime runtime into a method you can pass it in you can as, so as it's a as, totally as long as run- it's in scope so when you pass a variable into your method that no, you misunderstood me in scope you, your query your the string that holds your query can that oh. be passed into a method no no. And then you bind to that. So it has to be a literal, a string literal, like in the same class? It relies on, I mean, it could. It, so yes and no. If it's just a string and it has no binding variables, mm-hmm. you can pass it into a method and run the query. That's fine. But if it has binding variables in it, the scope of those variables don't carry forward into that method unless you pass them all in it as well with the same names. Because once you pass okay. it to a method, it has a different scope. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, trust me, I've been, I've been, working all kinds of ways with that. Yeah. That's how I came up to the, so I have a query builder class and that's how I came up to the point where the only thing it does is generate the string. It doesn't try to run the query in a separate context or anything like that. All it does is it knows how to return the string. That way you can give it binding variables and within that same function that's building that, that string, you can, you can use those variables because um, otherwise then you lose scope and you can't, yeah. you can't do it that way. Mm. According to the Spring 20 release notes, what browsers are currently supported by the Lightning experience? I'll take, uh, I'll take any of them. Or actually, should I, I make you, you do them all? It should think? be all. I, I, I think, think it should be all. all. Okay, so I'm going to say um, Edge. Yep. Firefox. Yep. Chrome. Yep. Safari. Yep. What, what am I? Am I leaving anything out? Yep. One more. I don't think they support IE, do they? Uh, they technically still do. I eleven. Yep. Really? Okay. I would have. I would have not included that. Yeah. I think it's up until end of this year when it's officially not supported or something like that. Something mm-hmm. like that. But this is according to the Spring Twenty release notes. Uh, here's here's a here's a good one. Uh, the Wacken, or I think it's actually pronounced Wacken Open Air Festival in Germany, is known for this unique beer delivery system. In Germany. Yeah. A firkin? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Um, let's see. Beer delivery system. I mean, like a beer engine, that's, that's a British thing, right? It's not a beer engine, is it? Like no. a, um, a pump? Um, I don't know, actually. It is a 7K or 4-mile beer pipeline. Oh, geez. I didn't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty cool how do they keep people how do they prevent people from like finding you know kind of a nice secluded area along that pipeline and just drilled a hole in it and <laughs> that was one of the jokes okay <laughs> that was in the article <laughs> um i think there's yeah <laughs> uh true or false when deleting when deleting big object data, you must use an S object template that contains one or more of the big objects indexes. When deleting big object data, you must use an S object template that contains one or more of the big object indexes or in yeah. Indices? Oh, I'm going to say true. False. False. Just include all of them. So okay. any field you define in the big in the object as an indexed field, all of those have to be provided to to run the delete. That seems inflexible. But it is. It is. I don't. It's, I don't know if I've ever objects really... where I'm like, I want to use that, and then I go, Oh, I don't know if I can use it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've. I know you, big objects is one of those things that when you get to that point, you have to do it. But I, I don't know if I've ever done anything real with big objects. Yeah, it can be a useful object, but it's it's not the easiest to insert or update or delete from or anything it's you have to take a lot of care with it so what's what's the point of big objects is when you have just like tons of tons of data yeah it can store millions of records and and query from it pretty efficiently especially yeah. if, well you have to use those index fields when you're querying data but it, basically everything centers around centers around those index fields so you can't just create a big object and just expect to be able to massage and pull and push the data however you want you have to take care that those indexes are are taken care of like even the order that you query in, like the indexes have a priority, a listing of, of an order of magnitude. So you have to make sure that you're querying along those lines. So you can query off your first index and get data back, but you can't query off your first index, meaning f- where clause on your first index, skip over one of your indexes and query on the third one, if I'm remembering this correctly. You have to do it in a certain order. 
But I've only written articles that once, so if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but definitely can't do that. Uh, in JavaScript, what is the difference between const and let? Um, well, let is going to define... Let's see, let... Isn't there var? Does JavaScript have var? It does have var. Let and... Well, I mean, um, so const is going to be a value you can't change. Oh, okay. So, well, that's... I think a better question... Not that I'll, I'll answer this, but I think a better question would be what's the difference between let and var? So const defines a constant. So you, once a value is assigned to it, that the value cannot be changed. Mm -hmm. And let is, in my opinion, like an improved take on var. Um, so var has all kinds of weird things like, uh, what's it called? Variable hoisting and different things. Mm -hmm. Whereas let, uh, let does not. But Yeah, I'll give that to you. But let, let, let are, is a reassignable, you know, a, an identifier defined with let is reassignable. Yep. Whereas const is not. True or false, the Ajax API toolkit is no longer supported. Ajax. I mean, they shouldn't support it just because they still call it Ajax. Isn't that a reason <laughs> enough not to support it? Um, <laughs> is it still supported? Ajax, the Ajax toolkit. What did that thing do? That was like an interface to the SOAP API, a JavaScript to SOAP. I'm going to say it's not supported anymore. Uh, no, true. Current version is supported. Okay. All previous versions are available, but not supported. Yeah. That was surprising. Am I right too. about that? That was the, it's a, like a JavaScript API to the, to the SOAP API, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. This one you kind of already answered, but it was in here. In JavaScript, what is the difference between a var and a const or let? <clears throat> I think I already covered those. <laughs> <laughs> does, a, does the answer you have describe the difference between let and var? Uh, I didn't get into all the minutia. Just just talked about the scoping. So as long as you understand that the the var is globally scoped and constant let are block scoped. Yeah. Good. Yes. Right. So like a var, like anywhere you define it, it doesn't matter where where in a function you define it. It it's available. It get, they again. It's like hoisted to the top. So it's it's as if you mm -hmm. define it at the top. Whereas let is only available in the scope it's defining. That could be the function. It could be inside. Um, uh, some other kind of even like an if statement i think you can define like a let inside an if or a for mm -hmm. or whatever and it's only available in that scope yep all right true or false you can use managed beta packages to pilot new features with select customers in a production org before upgrading them to a release version that's wordy false you're right yeah that's the drawback of beta packages they're you can only install them on developer or sandbox orgs and you can't upgrade them. You install them, you do what you want to do to test, and then you have to uninstall them in order to install any new version. Even if it's a newer version of that same beta package, you have to install uninstall the previous one and install the new one. Yeah, so yeah, I've I've blown an appendage off with beta packages before. Oh yeah, I'm worried about that. I'm like, I'm glad I well, the probably the only thing that prevented me from doing that is the fact that you can't install it in production, but I I think I'd I would have run the risk of blowing away a sandbox. Mm, yeah. Uh, complete the following quote. Program to an interface, not a blank. I would say either class or a concrete class, something like that. Mm. Con um, an implementation. There you go. I was looking okay. for implementation. Yeah. And that came from bonus points. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Uncle Bob. Uh, Gang of Four. I think it's on the... Gang of Four. Okay. I think it's on the, one of the first chapters of mm. the uh, design book, the design pattern book. Yeah. How much Try that with Apex, by the way. What? <laughs> I'll try that with Apex. Never programming to, uh, to concrete <laughs> implementations. How much storage does Salesforce, Salesforce's uh, storage calculation estimate a person account record uses? I'm going to say four kilobytes yeah there you go am i right and yeah oh wow and why yeah. is that well don't they just assume like 2k per record normally and in a person account is a combination of two records a contact and an account yeah, so i would think you it. would just sum those up and it's weird that you know with as much as salesforce charges i mean just like criminally high rates uh for data storage and or at least relational data storage 
I mean, if you're going to charge me that much, at least give me an accurate count of how much I've used. No, they don't even do that. It's like, nope, it's 2K. <laughs> but it's just an account that I just have populated three fields. It doesn't matter. 2K. <laughs> Yeah, but on the flip side, you could store a bunch of data in, to, in what is was the limit? 500 fields? And uh, be well over the 4K limit, right? Yeah. I mean, the 2K yeah, you limit. Could. That would also make you a terrible person if you had 500 fields on your account and you populated a lot of them. I've seen it. Is it possible, <laughs> for, <laughs> is it possible for code coverage to drop once in production? If so, what would cause this? The, the main thing I see is people that make their code rely on data that's in an org. Um, that could make it drop. Yeah, that's it. Actually, make tests. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Changes to dependent data or metadata. Yeah. I mean, it could, so it could, it could change what path the tests take. You could also make tests that use that, you know, pass in your sandbox. You can make them fail in production. Yep. A uh, list can be sorted using the sort method. If you have a list of S objects, how is that list sorted? I'm going to go by ID. Uh, it's actually an interesting thing because you can have different types of S objects in the same list. So the, yep. the hierarchy of it is by object type, then by name. Uh, and if those names Name. are, oh, if okay. that's all identical, then it starts moving into standard fields that are, um, that are sortable, standard sortable fields, and then sortable custom fields. That's interesting. Another, um, another, oh, I don't know, we got like, like, um, rule or whatever is that, uh, any, anytime you have like, you know, objects in a collection, they're what they're sorted by. Or yeah, I mean, I guess that's what it is. Um, should should be immutable fields, and so it actually creates a problem. Like if you have a, a mutable field like name, that usually creates a problem with uh, with data structures. So watch that. Hmm. I don't ever sort S objects though, so I can't even think when I when I've sorted. I mean, not not by like a default sort. If I needed to sort them for some reason, I'm sure I did like some kind of custom Comparable sorting. Uh, yeah, something like that. I'm going to just rely on whatever the rando default is. That, that scares me. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you know it's not so random, but yeah. it's uh, Yeah, but is it I, documented? Will it, could it change over time? You know, I don't know. That's true. Yeah. All right. Who was the first guest on the Good Day Sir podcast? Oh, my gosh. Um, shit. Who was the first guest? First guest. I mean, we don't have that many guests, so this shouldn't be that hard. I know. Was it Sean Holmes? No, I I put down Shell. It was Shell. Oh, was it Shell? Okay, that would make sense too. Okay. (laughs) So Shell Black. Yeah. But then you said Sean. I'm like, was he the first? (laughs) I thought for sure. I thought for sure we were mind melded on that one. But no, I bet it was. I bet it was Shell. Yeah. Pretty sure because that that was the episode he talked about the MVP program and everything else. And that that was before. You know, add the integers two and four. Okay, hold on. Get your mind into math, okay? Okay. <laughs> add the integers two and four without using the addition operator. There's a couple of different ways to do it. I think I have two. Oh, are we talking right apex now. here or what? It's just a just a math question, a code question. Add to add the integers two and four without using the addition operator. So you could do. Um, two minus four times negative one. Oh, you're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, there's another one you could do. It's a little um, force. I'm adding, I'm adding two and four and I can't use the plus symbol, right? Yeah. Um, can't use the addition operator. Can't use the addition operator. I don't know. I don't know what the other one would be. You can use the increment operator. So you can loop through two times or four times and add the other value using the increment. What is the increment operator? Uh, plus plus. I thought we were talking about just math. That, no, does that sound I like said, a programming language thing? Context of code. Okay. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. But you you got the first one right. That's that was okay. my that was my method too. Yeah. Uh, true or false? Is it possible to create a custom button? 
without code to pre-populate fields on a new record on Salesforce Mobile. Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. You're asking the wrong person. Salesforce Mobile. Is that what form does Salesforce Mobile take? Is it still that uh, sloppy SDK, or is it something different now? I don't know anymore. I need to know, but I, I don't know anymore. But it is false. Uh, you can't do that. You can do that for the desktop version, but apparently mobile just doesn't have that capability yet. What, Cordova hasn't added that yet to their I tool set? Not. Not. <laughs> uh, true or false, the overall code coverage percentage in your org includes managed packages. False. Yeah. Got that one. Uh, output the numbers 1 through 100 without a loop. Code question. Code question without a loop. Uh, what what code are we talking about here? That, you know, I'll, I'll put I, the numbers you, one through hundred you could, without a loop. You could do some kind of um, like uh, uh, lambda or whatever, but Apex doesn't have those. There's not a for each method, right? When you pass it in, no. Does Apex have that? Yeah, they don't. Ha- doesn't have that. So I have to loop. I have to print out one through a hundred, and I can't. What do you say? I can't. I can't have a for loop. Right. Can't have a for or a while loop. Oh, no for or while. I have no idea. So I was going to say while, but... Uh, recursive method. Uh, yeah, sure. You could break... Um, yeah. <laughs> Just break out of it when you get high. That's true. Didn't think about that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was the only solution I had for that one, so... Of course, you might hit a stack overflow, depending on how many stack uh, stack levels you have available to you. Well, it's a 1 through 100, so you'd have an escape. I know, but I'm still... I don't know if... You could definitely hit a stack overflow at some point, right? You call a method 100 times? Yeah, I guess you could. Because there's no tail call optimization in Apex, I'm sure. You know what that is, John? Nope. <laughs> I uh, guess next time you have to come up that, with the trivia. We'll, 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 leave, that, we'll leave that to the, uh, to the reader. All right, I have one more bonus question. This is something I discovered when I was coming up with these trivia questions. Um, what is an easy way to randomly shuffle rows in Excel? Randomly shuffle rows. Um, put your laptop in the dryer and put it on the, yeah, for about 10 minutes. Uh, how creative. <laughs> I don't know. Can you, can you highlight them and like right click and choose shuffle? Is that a thing? No. <laughs> data or the, from the data drop down shuffle? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. So I discovered this when I was making this trivia because I, I did all of them, but I was, re- I was doing them in order. So they started to group and I thought I need to shuffle these so that they're random. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I created a column that had a number in it, but I used the random function. Oh, okay. Yeah. And sorry about the, that. the cool thing about that is anytime you, that table or cell gets redrawn or recalculated, it generates a new random number. So if you just sort ascending on that column over and over, you'll start shuffling. That's cool. Yeah. That's a good idea, John. If I ever need to randomize something, I'll, uh, I will recall this. Well, unfortunately, that question was worth 50 bonus points. Oh, you only whatever. got 70% out of 100. <laughs> That's okay. It's still a passing grade. That's a C? That a C? I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a C student. That's my You're life. A C student. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a trivia. What did you think? Was it fun? But th- what, do they, what do they say? The A students end up working for the C students, right? Something like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to declare that to be a, a true axiom. A truism. Yeah. Yeah, I like the word axiom. Cool. Is that, <laughs> is that the right <laughs> word? Define axiom. I, you know what? It's nothing like a podcast or, or, or speaking in front of people to make you question every, every word you thought you knew what it meant. To be like, wait, is that really what that means? A statement or proposition which is regarded yep. as being established, accepted, or self-evidently true. Yep. What's the difference between an axiom and a, um, let's see... Mm, what's the other word? Um, God, I'm not going to think about now. Uh, oh well, never mind. A maxim, a theorem. That a no, I wasn't thinking of. I was hoping Google would help me, but it's not. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, well, I think um, I, I yeah. hope you had fun. Yeah, it was fun. I I, I like those little quizzes. I yeah, so to I don't know maybe, as much as I could. So maybe we can uh, at some point schedule trivia, but. The next, the first thing that's going to happen is our happy hour because that's easy. Yeah. So maybe next week. What do you think? Yeah, let's shoot for next week. Yeah, we got to pick a let's day. Make that okay. 
Sort of that. Um, I like I like Tuesdays. I don't know why, but I like Tuesdays. But also Wednesday's the day that we record, so I don't know if we want to. I think we still need to record separate from the happy hour. So I'm thinking, yes, probably a Tuesday or Wednesday. And do we now? Do we record the happy hour and then just put it out in the feed, or not? I think we see. Yeah, how I'm, it goes. I'm afraid we're talking about an app, a happy hour. Um, and we all know I think how people, drunk John gets. So I don't know. I'm not people, a fan of recording that. When I and I think if you tell people it's going to be recorded, then they don't. They're not going to yeah. say as much. They're not going to be as open, right? And funny and honest and. All right, so we'll we'll decide in Slack when this is going to be next week. And dear listener, if you're not in our Slack yet, you will need to join in order to know when this is happening. And you do that at GoodDaySirPodcast.com and you click on Community and uh, put your email address in. That's how you get in. Or you just get someone else that's already in to, uh, to add you. It is manual, so be patient. I might be sleeping yep. sometimes. It's the Slack way, and we don't have any automation. No, automation requires servers. No, it's, it's, not like we're, it's not like we're programmers or anything. So, I don't want to pay for a server. No, I have, have to, to do? have a place. I, yeah, I had to play, have a place to host it. Well, can't you use a Lambda for that, John? It'd be like super, super cheap. Oh, maybe, maybe. Oh, what, no, you could use Evergreen for that, right? Doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we haven't talked about that. It got delayed. <laughs> oh, darn! It got the Corona. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's okay. bad, but you know, I don't know. We we joke about it a lot in our house just to kind of keep levity and oh, we do too. Kid, right? The yep. kids aren't you know freaked out, so we we joke about the corona a lot. I mean, one of us coughs or sneezes. I got the corona. My my ten year old <laughs> was was uh, gonna go was leave, leaving to go on a bike ride, and I told him I said, you know, remember to, you got to stay away from people who don't want to catch catch coronavirus, and he gave me a look like I was ridiculous. <laughs> well, that's good. I, yeah. I think for the kids, we, we definitely should shield them a bit from, from all this. Yeah, they're, they're, they're smart, though. These kids are smart these days, John. They have the internet. That's true. All right, well, let's wrap this thing up. Did we sell our stuff? That? No, info, I don't know. Info at oh, yeah. com. Yeah, so you can be like Scott, and you can send us a question, and we will, even if it's about life, and we will uh, impart our questionable wisdom <laughs> upon the community. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, so questions, uh, feedback, whatever goes to that, which is info at uh, gooddaysirpodcast.com. You can also uh, send us your address, and if you want us to send you stickers, we have uh, John's favorite three-inch diameter stickers. That we will send out. Um, what else, John? Uh, reviews would be nice. Jeremy's a bit on the needy side, so yep. anytime he can get some feedback, would be yep. nice. I need I need constant um, validation. adoration and validation. Yes, all those things. He's high maintenance. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> Reve- uh, reviews or just the stars, you know, the stars and the hearts and the, the thumbs up and whatever they are on your platform of choice. Subscribe too. You got to subscribe because then you just, you know, you'll, if your if your software works correctly, you'll get the podcast automatically instead of having to go out and uh, try to find it every week. Yeah. And w- even wondering if we even recorded one in a certain week, which we usually do. I saw a new uh, list of Salesforce podcasts the other day and they, they were categorized by, how dead or alive they are. So yeah, like all the dead ones and which is, I, there was one that I think they got wrong. They put code coverage in the dead. And I'm like, no, they're not dead. They just don't record very often. Um, and then there was like the, like once a month or so, then like the every other week. And then there was the every week and they put us in the every week. So awesome. like three or four. We've got to maintain that though. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We do our best. We do our best. It's a nonprofit show, you know? So, and to that, I say good day, sir. You get nothing. You lose! Good day, sir!